Hey, I'm Tim. And I'm Drew. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In episode six, we talk about supporting the arts, and we have an interview with Mark Parsons about his relaunch of the Bread for Beggars website. Welcome to another episode of the Hearts and Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sonnenberg, joined as always by my co-host, Tim Babbler. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Drew, how about you? Pretty good. We had a fantastic conversation with Mark Parsons this week, and we wanted you to be able to hear as much of that conversation as possible. So let's jump right to our conversation with Mark. Today, we are excited to welcome to the podcast, Mark Parsons. Welcome, Mark. Hey, guys. Mark, for those who are listening and may not know much about you, would you be able to explain a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, Mark Parsons, I am a pastor at, serving at Faith Lutheran in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Uh, right now, my primary roles are working with our school and youth and family ministry. It's a, a job I love, love working with teens, love finding ways in which I can discuss the intersects between culture and Christianity um, with all ages. And I'm also the curator of a website, a web-based ministry called Bread for Beggars. Bread for Beggars is something that has existed for many years now, but you just recently did a relaunch, correct? That's correct. Could you explain oh, wh why you decided to do that um, now all of a sudden? Yeah, so Bread for Beggars originally launched back in 2010, and for about four years while I was a pastor in Florida, it was a, a big part of the time that I spent each week on ministry, and the congregation there was... Um, fully behind it, supported it, made it a priority that I was able to spend time working on it each week. And then uh, in 2014, took a call to serve up here at Faith Lutheran in Fond du Lac. Congregation here um, right away said that they were very supportive of the Bread for Beggars ministry as well. Um, but as got busy with ministry at a, a larger congregation, moving from a congregation that worshipped less than 100 a week to one that worships around 800 a week, and all of the responsibilities of being a, a school pastor um, really set Bread for Beggars on the back burner. And eventually, I took it off the burner um, completely myself. There were still a few faithful contributors over the last few years, but I had to set it aside mostly just because of time. And then your question was, um, why the relaunch now? Over really the, the last year or so, there have been a, a lot of things pulling me back into the Bread for Beggars direction including just a, a resurgence of Wells, artists, musicians, and storytellers that are just doing an incredible job um, using their gifts and talents to serve their local congregations and their regional vicinities, but also the church at large. And as I began to connect with more and more of them, I saw that there was a, a new necessity for the Bread for Beggars website. When it originally launched, I really spent a lot of time trying to find good, solid Wells content. And there was some out there, um, but 10 years ago, there was not nearly as much as there is now. And so this past summer, I was blessed to attend the Hearts and Hands workshop in Milwaukee. And while I was there, reconnected with a, a few creatives and became connected to even more. And it really just increased my desire to get the Bread for Beggar site going again. Just a few weeks after that, I actually found myself in Nashville, Tennessee at the Gettys um, National Sing Conference. So 
Keith and his wife, Yeti, that wrote In Christ Alone throw this amazing conference every year. And while I was there, just surrounded by more creative people from around the country, saw the, the gifts of music and art and storytelling that were in abundance there and just wanted to find, to find ways to continue to encourage Christian young people to pursue the arts. And that's really how it started. And then just started to reconnect with some of the people that have been part of it in the past, then found a few new people to, to join the Bread for Beggars team. Excellent. You, you mentioned wanting to inspire young people in the wells to, to pursue creative activities. Do you have any other goals with the site as a whole? Yeah, I would say that that has always been a huge passion of mine. I think for Christian young people, especially maybe growing up in the Midwest, going to a Christian day school, maybe they've heard or at least caught, maybe it's never been taught this way, that the only way that you can really serve God in the ministry is by being a full-time pastor or teacher. But there are so many ways that these young people can use their gifts and talents to the, the glory of God and the good of their neighbor. And some of them have amazing gifts and talents that are just not being developed yet because no one's ever said, hey, that is an awesome, God-pleasing way to carry this out. But additionally, it's not just a site to encourage more creativity. It's to allow those that have already created incredible content to find new platforms to share it. One of our employees at Bread for Beggars probably put it best when she was kind of describing the difference between the community of Wells Creatives concept and their website and what Bread for Beggars is doing. And she really said that maybe the, the community of Wells Creatives is more like the, the workshop or the place where everyone gets together to collaborate on ideas or the artist um, really works studio. And then now Bread for Beggars is the art gallery, or maybe it's even the stage that we're able to help those artists and their work be more visible to maybe the, the wells um, to begin with, but the church at large. If there are some young people or old people for that matter, listening to the podcast that have creative works that they would like to get on a different or a larger platform. Is there a way they can reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are always interested in collaborating and then promoting uh, more Wells artists and musicians. Um, right now, we're, we're kind of working with a few that we've got in the queue as we're just starting to roll out our, our featured artists, musicians, podcasts, blog writers. Uh, but as soon as we kind of get through this initial relaunch, we'll definitely be taking more new artists under the wing and doing everything that we can to, to get their messages and their mediums out there as well. And they can simply contact us over social media, send us an email. Uh, mine is creator or curator, excuse me, at breadforbeggars.com. Um, they can find it all online as well. Awesome. You mentioned very briefly there featured artists. Could you go into a little more detail about what that entails to be a featured artist for Bread for Beggars? Yeah, so this is really a, a new aspect to the relaunch. As I mentioned back when we originally launched in 2010, there weren't that many, well, specifically musicians and artists out there that we were able to feature. And so we really pulled from all of Christendom as far as those artists and, and never really featured any individuals primarily. It was just kind of a, a potpourri of all sorts of different things. But this time around, um, we really are trying to develop partnerships with various Wells artists, musicians, and podcasts to really um, partner with them and support them. So 
we'll be having some of the more traditional kind of well-known Wells names. Coine, Jason Jasperson will be working with the Lutheran Kelly Orchestra. But there's also other Wells artists and musicians that we're going to be featuring. Some of them I connected with at the, the Hearts and Hands workshop this summer. Uh, just today, we rolled out a, a featured article about the Kim and her band, um, Seth and Jenna Herlick out of Minnesota, and just finding ways to really kind of build a set of just awesome Wells artists and musicians that maybe could also mentor and support those that will eventually become the featured artists and musicians on the website. Mark, could you explain a little bit about the name Bread for Beggars? Where does it come from and what's the meaning behind it? The the whole concept of Bread for Beggars really comes down to the fact that I personally feel so blessed every day to receive gifts of music, art, and storytelling from so many different sources. And for some reason, that, that's just a, a gift and a desire that God has given me to collect and curate some of that content as a beggar who, first and foremost, myself truly understands that I'm in need of this um, before I can share it with anybody. And it really, the bread for beggars idea came from just a, a famous Luther quote where it's even said that on a, a slip of paper that was found in his pocket after his death that he wrote in, not in English, but we translated it in English, we are beggars, this is true. And I, I think there is so much truth to what he says, that no matter where we are at in our walks of faith, we come back to that central truth that everything that we have, we receive from our God in heaven. And I, I really just see myself as a beggar who knows where the most amazing storehouse of bread the arts, um, music, stories are. And I just can't wait to say to my fellow beggars, come and see. Look at all of these gifts that our king has laid out for us. How can I, how can I not share this with more people? And as I think about on a daily basis as a pastor, one of my favorite things to be able to do is to stand in front of my congregation on Sunday morning and see the hands of my fellow beggars as they wait to receive the bread and the wine first on their hands and then on their lips, their hearts and souls. And as I watch those hands, they're empty. They've got nothing in them that they've brought to Jesus other than a need and a desire to be filled by the gifts that God has given us. And so both in my role as a pastor on Sunday morning and being the distributor of the sacrament, but then on the Bread for Beggars website, I just feel extremely blessed to be a beggar who just simply gives food to other beggars. I know in a previous conversation that you and I had had, Mark, about Bread for Beggars and just some of the goals you had, you talked about by giving artists this platform, allowing others to be able to be patrons of the arts and to support these artists, maybe because they weren't aware of them before, or maybe because they didn't realize there was a need for it before. Can you just talk a little bit about why you feel being a patron of the arts is so important? Yeah, great, great question about um, being a patron. I, I think, you know, during the, the Renaissance and the Middle Ages, um, that was a very common thing for artists and musicians to have either a pope, a king, or some wealthy person that really provided them with a livable stipend so that they could do their work and just use their creativity to the best of their God-given talents without having to worry about putting bread on the table for that night. And we live in a time where I'm seeing more and more of that happening, whether it's through websites like Patreon or others where you can 
you know, find an artist or a musician and say, I want to support them. In the Wells, I don't think that's something that we've necessarily done much of. Um, maybe a local congregation will support a band or an artist and provide them with even a small stipend or a per diem sort of resource. But one of my goals with Bread for Beggars is that as we develop the, the brand and develop partnerships and relationships, that eventually we're going to find people that just say, you know what? I love this. I, I am completely bought into this goal and mission and vision of Bread for Beggars, which is sharing God's glory through sight, song, and story and say, I, I want to be a part of that. I, I want to support uh, this current generation of amazing, talented creatives, but also the next generation and ways that they can do that. I, I'm hoping to be able to develop those relationships where eventually we'll even have a fundraising team that goes out and really works with those contributors and then finds suitable people for them to become patrons of. Kind of an exciting one of those is, is already happening right now. One of the podcasts that we are, are working with is going to be called The Lost Coins. It was an idea pitched by a professor, Ted Peterson, from Florida International University. And just a, an awesome pilot episode that he shared with me back in October. And it's kind of doing a This American Life, Ira Glass style of a, a podcast where he's taking a, a special interest story of a Wells layperson and how they came to faith and turn this into a 20-minute narrated storyline with interviews, uh, both of the individual, the stories about, and people involved in their lives. And he just didn't really know how to get this going. And so I connected with him through the Christen Media Institute at Bethany Lutheran College. And just yesterday, I met online with um, Ted Peterson and Professor Tom Custer from Bethany Lutheran College. And we really laid out a plan for how to get this podcast or this program to become a reality. We, we talked through the logistics of recording interviews, the logistics of editing that content and providing the narration and the publication. And one of the things that I was able to share with them is that we are able to help support that financially. And it turns out that we may be able to even match the, a grant that Bethany Lutheran College is able to provide to help that. So just uh, what an awesome opportunity for Ted's vision to become a reality just because he connected with other people that are passionate about using storytelling um, to share the, the good news of the gospel. And if we can provide him some financial resources to do that as well, what, a, what an incredible blessing that will be, not just for him, but for those that listen to his podcast. That's phenomenal. I'm really excited to listen to that. I would say the, the final thing that really just would ask for, for thoughts and prayers is probably the, the biggest need that Bread for Beggars has right now is somebody to help me figure out just the, the long range, you know, financial sustainability and bookkeeping. Those, those are, those are a piece of the puzzle that we're, we're missing at bread for beggars yet. And, you know, if there's anybody out there listening that just says, you know what, I'm, I'm passionate about this ministry and I would love to help guide pastor Parsons and the bread for beggars team in that. Um, the other partner um, concept that bread for beggars hopes to launch in the next few months is a website that is really focused on serving parents and their families to find ways to further the intersects between church, school, and home. If there is a, a Christian grade school um, associated with the, the school, if not, then just between church and home. I'm very passionate about 
really partnering with parents uh, as we prepare children for life in eternity. And so we're going to be launching a, a podcast um, with Pastor Caleb Schultz out of Canada called, called Project 167, really based off of the idea that um, we have one week that we usually spend in worship with our families, but we've got 167 hours each week where we're not in worship. Um, how do we pastor our children in the home? And really, we'll be developing a, a whole website around that Project 167 concept in the next year. I'm excited about ideas to help find intersects between catechism class in the formal classroom and what I'm calling, or many have called, really lifespan catechesis, um, ways that we can, at a Christian grade school or any church, really help connect what's happening in church or in the grade school classroom with what's going on in the home. And so those are just exciting things that are down the pipeline a little bit, but um, we we'll ask for lots of prayers as we develop those concepts as well. Absolutely. Well, Mark, it's truly been a pleasure having you on the podcast, and we look forward to welcoming you again as a guest another time. Thank you both. And make sure if you're interested in more about what Mark is doing and what Bread for Beggars is doing, check them out online at breadforbeggars.com and follow them on all social media platforms. Just search Bread for Beggars and you will find them there. Thanks so much for your time, Mark. You guys are most welcome. Have a wonderful day. That just about wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. As always, if you have any questions you'd like to ask or any artists that you would like to hear from on the podcast, you can email us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Wells Creatives. And be sure to check us out on Patreon. Our Patreon handle is uh, Hearts and Hands Podcast. We'd love to, to see your support there. You can gain instant access to a lot of bonus content. One of the cool things about Patreon is um, your support actually allows you to get bonus content that's put out periodically. When we reach a certain number of supporters, we'll actually be able to do a bonus question and answer podcast on a monthly basis. And there's even an option there for those who would like to just have a, a good opportunity to talk to people of a similar mindset that you can participate in a monthly live chat. That's one of the tier options for us. We also welcome business partners who also receive all the earlier benefits with the exception of the live chat, but business partners will receive recognition as well for their support. So we look forward to uh, seeing more people check us out on Patreon as well. One of the things we're most excited for with the Patreon is not just being able to be self-sufficient as a podcast, but as we reach higher tiers, we want to be able to put on contests. And the goal of those contests is to give opportunities to and inspire artists to create different art. Uh, we plan on having things like songwriting contests, but also uh, design and visual art contests and things like that. And to be able to not only give people an opportunity to create, but reward them for doing a thing well. If we were able to patron everyone individually by ourselves, we would love to do that. We would love to be a patron, but we figured this was a way to to show our appreciation for and our desire to see more artists out there creating just great work. So with your support, hopefully we can reach some of those tiers soon and start putting on some contests. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Hearts and Hands podcast. We'll see you next time.